Welcome to High on Healthy, energized by A6 Wellness. Each week, you will learn of the benefits of proper nutrition, supplementation, and personal development to live a healthy and abundant life. Now, here's your personal advocate for living a healthy and active lifestyle, Audrey Kerger. Thank you for joining me today on High Unhealthy, Energized by A6 Wellness. I'm your hostess, Audrey Kerger, and my guest today is Mara Gordon, founder of Aunt Zelda's, Calla Spring Wellness, and Zelda Therapeutics. Mara specializes in the development of treatment protocols using biopharmaceutical-grade cannabis extracts for seriously ill patients in California. She co-founded Aunt Zelda's, Calispring Wellness and Zelda Therapeutics in order to provide real outcomes for patients with serious diseases. Thank you for joining me today, Mara. Thank you for having me. So let's just jump right in so our listeners can get to know you. Can you tell us who you are and a little bit about your background? Sure. Um, uh, I came to the cannabis industry after a very uh, busy, successful career. I was a process engineer. Uh, I focused a lot of my um, background in uh, system design and build to helping to solve problems, looking for patterns, predictability, that sort of thing. So when I came to the cannabis industry, it was a natural fit for me to be looking for the patterns and establishing the patterns in different disease sets and the treatment protocols that work best for patients. Wow, so you have a very um, scientific background, it sounds like. How did you get started in the cannabis industry? Well, interestingly, I got started as a patient. Uh, my husband and I both uh, were looking for alternatives to the uh, uh, various pharmaceuticals that we were using. I, I, in particular, I at one point was on 26 pharmaceuticals, including the fentanyl patch. Um, my husband is a sober alcoholic and had broken his back and required surgery, but was unwilling to go on the opioids. So we were searching out alternatives and somebody had mentioned to us the possibility of using cannabis and, uh, we decided to, uh, give it a try. Uh, the first attempt that we made was awful in the sense that we went to a dispensary. There were no lab testing. The medicines were ridiculous. I mean, they were uh, Rice Krispie treats and brownies and caramel corn and things like that with no labels, no dosing, nothing. And so uh, I immediately started recording the effects of each thing we took, weighing each piece, doing all the things that are part of what I do and found that there was zero consistency or predictability. So having decided we can do better than that, um, I, somebody has to solve the dosing conundrum, and I decided to devote uh, the rest of my uh, working years to that exact thing. Well, I'm going to go off track just a minute, because I heard that you mentioned your husband, and I really appreciate that. You said that he is a sober alcoholic. I mm -hmm. have a lot of friends, family, strangers, acquaintances that I run into that, you know, are recovering alcoholics and they see cannabis as something that could lead them back into that. Has your husband found that to be the case or has it actually helped him to stay well, sober? Well, it hasn't helped him to stay sober other than from the standpoint that he's not had to go on opioids uh, because, I mean, he's 28 years sober and he works, you know, a good enough program without going down that rabbit hole 
that he doesn't have the phenomenon of craving anymore that addicts often refer to. Having said that, though, uh, when he first had the surgery, uh, he had to be on opioids for the first five weeks uh, of, of an extremely complex surgery. And uh, I was able to wean him off of the opioids completely during uh, using cannabis during that time, and he's never had to look back. However, while he was taking the opioids, he was experiencing that same phenomenon of craving that he had, you know, 28 years ago before he was sober. The cannabinoids, the way that they work is it works on a different part of the brain than alcohol and opioids, so it does not trigger this phenomenon. There are, in fact, people who are addicted to cannabis, but it is not a, um, a gateway drug, as it has been often called, uh, by those that are not educated. The only way that it's a gateway is if you're using it in an illicit manner, chances are you're hanging out with people that are doing other things illicitly. And so it's environmental at that point. But he has found that over the last six and a half years, he's been able to use uh, cannabinoid therapy effectively to manage all of his pain without having to, number one, increase his dose very much when it's used correctly, and number two, not having to go on any other pharmaceuticals, in particular opioids. So it is not a gateway drug. It does not open the door to uh, from one addiction to the other. That's like saying, I'm addicted to sugar, so I'm going to be an alcoholic, or I use sugar, so I'm going to be an alcoholic. That sort of, it's just, they don't match each other. Well, I really appreciate you going a little bit more in-depth for our listeners on that subject. And you just mentioned during that topic how it affects a different part of the brain. So could you give our listeners an overview of the endocannabinoid system? Uh, yes, very high level without having anything to point to, <laughs> you know, to show them graphs, etc. But uh, the endocannabinoid system, of course, was discovered uh, as a unique system within our body by Raphael Meshulam. Uh, out of Israel, and what it does is we believe uh, that its uh, purpose is to achieve and maintain homeostasis within the body. We have uh, cannabinoid receptors, uh, uh, several have been identified, but the two main that we deal with are anandamide and 2-AG, um, and these receptors are um, all over. The CB1 receptors are primarily Excuse me, I just was mentioning the endocannabinoids. I'll get into that in just a second. But the, the uh, CB1 and the CB2 receptors that we're looking to activate with cannabinoids, whether they're endogenous or whether they're from plant, uh, the, are primarily the CB1 in the central nervous system and the CB2 primarily in the uh, um, immune response and the peripheral organs. Now, we have a dodge, endogenous cannabinoids. In other words, they exist within our body. And those are the 2-AG and the anandamide to which I referred. THC and CBD and the other cannabinoids are simply phytocannabinoids. They're plant-based cannabinoids that are very similar. Like I tell people, if you have a vitamin C deficiency, you might be able to take a supplement of vitamin C or eat a lot of oranges to uh, make up for it. And when people are doing with, with plant-based cannabinoids is simply replacing or, uh, or increasing the amount based upon if their own body is not creating enough to keep a disease state uh, at bay. 
Now, THC very actively um, activates, excuse me, it's a little redundant there, the CB1 receptors and CB2. CBD has a slightly different mechanism of action, but it, it actually works on a lot of other systems in the body as well. And uh, uh, if you have, you know, cancer, it can help to protect the healthy cells while you go through um, uh, uh, chemotherapies and radiation at the same time, increasing apoptosis, which is uh, cell suicide or programmed cell death. Uh, CBD can work on the ID1 gene for stopping the proliferation of some cancers. I mean, it's a, it's in a magnificent system within the body. I would have to agree with you. It's absolutely phenomenal. And what a blessing that science is being heard and that the public is slowly catching up to what has already been discovered. We do need to take a short break, but when we come back, we will continue our discussion with Mara Gordon of Aunt Zelda's. More when High Unhealthy returns in a minute. Awaken, adjust, and aspire to hear more High Unhealthy after this short rest break. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical bombs, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com The Cannabis World of Tomorrow converges for the first ever Southeast Cannabis Conference and Expo in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, June 9th through the 11th. Register right now at seccexpo.com. TV talk icon Montel Williams, NFL All-Stars Ricky Williams, Marvin Washington, and Kyle Turley lead some of our top-tier panels in industry information, athletics, real estate, technology, medical research, and more. Meet hundreds of vendors and thousands of entrepreneurs at the 2017 Southeast Cannabis Conference and Expo in Fort Lauderdale. Last-minute registration is open now at seccexpo.com. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Let's get back to getting high on healthy, energized by A6 Wellness, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High on Healthy, Energized by A6 Wellness. My guest today is Mara Gordon. Prior to Aunt Zelda's, Mara worked as a process engineer helping Fortune 500 companies create intelligent software by utilizing the rational, unified process. This experience has enabled her to take a detailed and scientific approach to utilizing cannabis as a biopharmaceutical grade treatment. Now, we were just chatting about the endocannabinoid system, and now you did mention this 2-AG and anandamide, which are our internal cannabinoids, 
Why would someone want to supplement with phytocannabinoids? Uh, because they are deficient in some way. Uh, for example, um, uh, Dr. Ethan Russo has identified certain conditions that indicate there is a uh, endogenous cannabinoid deficiency. He says that he sees that in things like fibromyalgia, um, and uh, it doesn't take a whole lot to supplement it. But if people are not creating enough of these internally on their own, then they have to take a supplement of them, which is what the cannabis-based cannabinoids um, are for. Now, uh, if you have a, uh, and, I, and I keep going back to cancer because that really is cancer and chronic pain and diseases of aging are really our, our area of specialization. And uh, I, uh, if somebody has cancer, we have found in the uh, preclinical research in the laboratory in vivo and in vitro that there'll be a, an expression, an overabundance of cannabinoid receptors. And so we target those with a, uh, an increased dose of cannabinoids to kill the cancer. If a cancer, if a cancer is able to uh, grow in the body, because we all have cancer cells, and if they're not being destroyed and they're, they're able to proliferate, then there, there is not enough endo or endogenous cannabinoids to actually fight it, so you have to supplement. It's that simple. So speaking of supplementation, I've heard some things about using pure CBDs if you don't want to be intoxicated. I've also heard of you need the whole plant, you need high levels of THC. Can you tell us a little bit about this entourage effect and really if we all need to be getting intoxicated or maybe just microdosing our THC? Can you give us a little detail on that? Yes. Well, there's, there's thousands of diseases, all right, and they're not all treated the same. Most of them are treated quite differently. Uh, so you, to, to make blatant statements is already an indi indication of not understanding um, how the endocannabinoid system works and how the disease states work so that you know what you're targeting. If you have somebody who's uh, uh, seriously ill and trying to go to work every day while they're treating their, their disease state, you can dose in such a way where you can give them the majority of any kind of THC uh, dominant medicine uh, like before bed so that during the day they're fine and they can use more CBD. Now, CBD in particular is interesting because some people say that it makes them very sleepy. Other people say that it makes them feel very wired. I happen to be one of those people. And other people say they don't feel it at all. So there's, no, there's not a, an automatic determination that if you use CBD, you won't feel it or experience it in any way. So that is something that's on a case-by-case -case basis that people have to try. Now, as far as the entourage effect, we're actually funding uh, research. Zelda Therapeutics is funding uh, preclinical research uh, uh, in a couple of few places around the world, in particular Complutense University in Spain, in Manuel Guzman and Cristina Sanchez's lab. And what we have found, we just did a study, in fact, I presented at Harvard Medical School on it last month uh, at the CanMed event, that we presented that the comparing the uh, whole plant extract against THC uh, single molecule or pure compound, and the difference was profound in the effectiveness in treating HER2 positive and triple negative breast cancer. 
just as an example. We're doing the same thing now comparing uh, CBD-rich extract or the full plant to the single molecule. And from what we see, it is uh, uh, evident that a full plant is going to be far more beneficial. For one thing, there's no, you know, there's no street value or street market for Marinol. And if, if, if the single molecule was good on its own, people would be using it. And one of the things that we've heard repeatedly is that people will fill their prescription for Marinol, but they don't refill their prescription. So the only difference between it and the whole plant is it's a single molecule uh, or a pure compound instead of being done as a full plant. You need to have the, the moderating terpenes and other cannabinoids. In fact, with 144 known cannabinoids at this point and approximately 400 terpenes, we don't know yet which ones are the ones that, that uh, uh, we don't know if there's some uh, minor cannabinoid that might be the one that makes the difference. And until we know that, we're not willing to work with the single molecules. Well, I completely agree. And one of the things that I like to tell people that I'm talking to is, well, do you think it is healthier to go and pick a ripe orange off the tree and eat that for your vitamin C or go to the store and buy a vitamin C capsule? It seems very similar, you know, and Mm -hmm. what you just explained to us. So tell us what you have seen cannabis do to change the lives of the suffering that you've been working with. Could you tell us maybe a couple of stories? Yeah, I can tell you. Let me give you a story of uh, one uh, one, uh, young man. He was uh, started with us. I'm trying to remember how old he was. I think he was like 10 or 11. And he had a diagnosis of rhabdomyosarcoma. He was uh, um, go undergoing a strenuous uh, um, chemotherapy regime that was making him extremely ill. In fact, the doctor at one point told me that he did not think that he would successfully make it through the chemo. It was so grueling. He was having to be hospitalized each month with it or each time he went through the treatments. And I believe there was 14 separate treatments. That is just now, sad. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the standard of care. And Mm -hmm. frankly, uh, if chemotherapy is going to work, we highly recommend that patients do it in conjunction with the cannabinoid therapy. But this little boy started using our oil um, and was able to successfully make it through the treatment protocol, the standard care of chemo, without missing any. He was able to um, uh, return to school and, and just three months after being off school for 18 months, uh, he was a, he's able to return to pretty much full functionality, and he's still using our oil in a maintenance. He's been in remission now for about three and a half years um, and just recently had another scan, and he's still doing great. So he's just one example of, of somebody who may or may not have been uh, effectively treated with the chemotherapy but without the cannabis, there's no doubt he wouldn't he wouldn't have uh, been able to make it through successfully, and at least in the time. And and you know, and there's a high high recidivism with uh, 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 rhabdomyosarcoma, and he has not experienced that. I've watched other kids that had the same diagnosis go back and back and back again uh, when they've had uh, other cancer show up. It's just miraculous what the body can yeah. do when we're feeding our endocannabinoid system. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I had, a, I had a woman who came to us, and uh, women in particular are a little bit trickier 
frequently than men because they tend to be more sensitive to uh, feeling any sense of psychoactivity and have more discomfort uh, and dis-ease with it. Um, so I, I, we have to always work a little bit more carefully on titration to get to a therapeutic dose. But this woman came to me and she had a horrific out, uh, uh, prognosis. I mean, she was stage four. It was her liver, her lungs, her you know, all of her peripheral organs. I mean, she was in very, very bad shape. And we started her on uh, uh, a very small amount, not a microdose, but I mean, it was something like 30 milligrams of THC per day. And I believe it was about 50 milligrams of CBD. And her numbers started to drop. So we were very excited about this, so we actually increased it a little bit, and she still has tremendous quality of life. She's still fighting it. She's still, I mean, she is not cancer-free at this point, but her ability to fight the disease and not succumb to it is, and her quality of life are highly increased. I mean, we've had many, many, many patients over the years go into full remission and and maintain full remission uh, long past when their uh, uh, medical professionals thought that would be the case. But I measure, I measure success in quality of life uh, as well as length of life because a person may not be able to stop the cancers, but if they can improve their life in the meantime, then that's, that's tremendous. And it's just heartbreaking to hear these stories, but what phenomenal miracles once we start incorporating cannabis into our diet. And really, I couldn't be happier to hear about the successes of these patients, and I'm sure you have hundreds more. But we do need to take a short break. When we come back, we will continue our discussion with Zelda Therapeutics' Mara Gordon. More when High Unhealthy returns in a moment. Awaken, adjust, and aspire to hear more High on Healthy after this short rest break. Equio, New Frontier's cutting-edge big data platform, puts the information and answers you need right at your fingertips in real time to help you more effectively run your cannabis business. Go to www.equio.io to sign up for your free membership today. Again, that's www.equio.io. Run with New Frontier and let us help you conquer the wild. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you life yourself a joint The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, 
You can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Let's get back to getting high on healthy, energized by A6 Wellness, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High on Healthy, Energized by A6 Wellness. My guest today is Mara Gordon, who sits on the boards of Zelda Therapeutics, Dia Foundation, Leaf of Life International Holdings, CanPal, and HMBLDT. She has presented at multiple CME-accredited medical conferences, including Patients Out of Time in 2014 and 2016, where she delivered a a three-and-a-half-hour course along with Dr. Christina Sanchez, Manuel Guzman, and Joe Goldstrich. Gordon has spoken at medical cannabis conferences in Australia, Costa Rica, Chile, Colombia, and the Czech Republic, Israel, as well as numerous events throughout the United States and worldwide. These include CannaMed, held at Harvard Medical School in 2016 and 2017, the Medical Marijuana for Professionals 2014 and 2016. Her work is featured in the upcoming documentaries, Weed the People, Mary Jane's Women of Weed, and Joe Dolce's book, Brave New Weed. She deeply understands and appreciates the power of cannabis extract medicine to change the world. She will never give up to achieve this goal and hopes to work with as many other people as possible along this journey and believe in her heart and believes in her heart that the entire medical cannabis movement is necessary to create the revolutionary change that lies ahead. Now we were just chatting about the effects of cannabis on some of her clients. And Mara, I'd like to ask you, what are the most important things that you believe people should know about cannabis? I think the very first thing that people need to understand is how many uh, different options there are. So that if you try cannabis and it doesn't work for you, that just means you've tried one kind. Uh, There are, uh, last time I looked, there's over 11,000 varietals or chemotypes of uh, cannabis on seedfinder.eu. Now, granted, a lot of those are going to be very, very similar because there's slight, slight variations on breeding. But, for example, if the first time I had tried cannabis, I had tried OG Kush, I would have said, oh, this doesn't work for me because OG Kush does not work for me. But if, but as it is, the first time I tried it, I tried, uh, I think, I believe it was called Triple X Chem Dog. And when I looked at the, at the lab result profile of it and at OG Kush, they were very, very different. Yes, they both contain THC, but one is from a narrow leaf plant, one is from a broad leaf, one contains myrcene and linalool, one is high levels of alpha and beta pinene. I mean, they're very, very different. So people have a lot of options, and that's very important they understand. The other thing that's extremely important they understand is you cannot get dosing information from somebody who has treated themselves that doesn't understand this plant and and the treatment protocols extensively. We've been collecting the data for about six and a half years now on patients, 
and using that to help to inform how we dose the medicine more accurately. And even with that, the titration process is very important to understand when you reach a therapeutic dose with a patient and the feedback loop. I have people write to me all the time on Facebook and they start, you know, because they've treated their themselves or their daughter or their son, they think they're experts and they're giving advice to people. And I think that that's a tremendous mistake. I think it's a very dangerous trend. And I think that people need to be very cautious about the fact that they're taking other people's lives into their hands uh, uh, via social media. It's not a way to treat serious diseases that have potentially horrific outcomes. So I, I encourage people to work with a trained medical professional, uh, which, by the way, we have Calispring Wellness, which is our trained doctors and nurses that are able to work with you and set up an actual protocol that they could then monitor to see how it's working. There's too many people out there that are making themselves into pseudo experts based upon an N of one. Well, I think those are all really great um, tips to our listeners so that they can continue to educate themselves, find the appropriate doctors or medical professionals that can guide them and you know, go slow in finding what's going to work for you rather than just going overboard and maybe scaring yourself and thinking that this isn't something for you. Mara, I wanted to ask, what are your hopes for the future pertaining to cannabis in this country and in the world? Well, my big hope is that cannabis is available to everybody and anybody who needs it. Anybody who has access to a pharmaceutical uh, or a plant-based medicine should have access to cannabis because it should be a first-line option, not a last resort. Uh, so now we're getting patients uh, that come to us, you know, after they get their diagnosis, that we're one of their first phone calls. Uh, previously, and still in some cases, we're the choice of last resort. And that's really sad because obviously that impacts the success rate when you get somebody who's, you know, already, you know, on their way out and given up all options versus getting somebody when you're they're in a relatively strong, healthy uh, situation. But I really believe that the medical community needs to be back part of the conversation on cannabis and it shouldn't be taken out of it. Uh, but I don't believe that it should be uh, scheduled like a pharmaceutical because I believe that that limits the access and also a lot of these very good product makers that would then be put out of the business. Now, some of the exist the new regulations are going to be doing that anyway. Uh, they're going to be uh, thinning out the field, so to speak, by the rigorous, you know, GMP requirements, et cetera, for manufacturing um, and very high testing costs, et cetera. But it's my hope that, like, for example, I have a woman in Mexico right now, a family. They have gotten permission from the Mexican government to bring um, our medicine from Aunt Zelda's into Mexico. And the Mexican government has given them permission for this, which is the first time it's ever happened in Mexico. The problem is, how do I get it out of the United States? So 
this is just wrong. This is just wrong. There's somebody who's in need, somebody who's suffering, does not have access to quality medicine. And because of some invisible line that says this is California and this is Mexico or this is California and this is Arizona, they don't have access. And that just does not seem it seems like it's a human right to have access to a medicinal plant. I agree, and I hope that they can go talk to their um, Mexican physicians because I have heard um, of talks that there are products that are cannabis-based in Mexico now being prescribed through medical physicians. So that would be really wonderful for that family to be able to find that. Yeah. Well, let me just say there are products down there, but there's not good products down there. In fact, I'll be in Guadalajara next Wednesday. I'm speaking down there on, I think, Friday at a conference, at a medical conference. So, Wonderful. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of products, a lot of places. that doesn't necessarily mean they're good. We have people that send us products quite frequently. And some of the things that we find, not only the pesticides and uh, things like that and the, and the microbials, but I'm talking about solvents. People will make things with butane, not purge all the butane out of it, or instead of using ethanol, they use isopropyl alcohol. I mean, some of the things that we see are disgusting. Yes, I've heard of a company that is very proud of the fact that they use isopropyl alcohol, which is very toxic to the human body. Now, we are getting um, close on our time, so I would like to ask, what upcoming books or articles or events would you like to let our listeners know about that maybe they can um, meet you there or you know, see some of the other people in this cannabis industry and what they're doing? Um, I'll be in uh, Guadalajara, as I said, uh, next week for the Cannabis Salud event. Uh, And then I will be uh, at NCIA in Oakland, followed by, and I'm not speaking, I don't believe, at NCIA, but I will be there and be available to meet with uh, anybody who's looking to uh, talk with us. Uh, and then I'm followed the very next uh, next day off to New York where I'm speaking in an event there. If you go to our website, AuntZeldas.org, uh, you can, there's a whole list on there of upcoming events where people can uh, see where I'm going and where I'm at. Wonderful. And then, uh, yeah, and then there's also uh, there's a book called Chronic Relief by Nisha Whiteley that also um, I didn't even realize until also has uh, a lot of information that comes from me. And and I recommend it. It's a very good book. Brave New Weed is fantastic. It actually had me crying at one point. Not the part about me, but just other parts. It's very well written. Wonderful. And last question for you today, Mara. How can our listeners get in contact with you and possibly work with you and Aunt Zelda's? Reach out to me at Mara, M-A-R-A, at AuntZeldas.org. The org is very important. So it's A-U-N-T-Z-E-L-D-A-S, Mara at AuntZeldas.org. That's really the best way to reach me. Wonderful. Well, we have to wrap it up. To continue this discussion, visit a6wellness.com, download episodes by going to cannabisradio.com, or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow the show on social media by searching A6 Wellness. We cannot forget to give a tremendous thank you to our guest today. It was wonderful chatting with you and learning so much. Mara from Aunt Zelda's in California. Lastly, Thank you to my producer, George, for another great show. Until then, awaken, adjust, aspire, affirm, action, 
A6 Wellness. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.